want that peace and we want that rest and yes, Jesus. And then he said, and so why is it that even though we want it, we, we don't have it, we don't do it, we don't experience it? And he said, because you don't want to. Um, we're all, a lot of us are big fans of resting in Jesus and trusting him, but we, we don't want to. Um, and so this all goes back to Hebrews chapter 3 and 4. Um, Uh, we don't, I don't want to get into a lot of detail. Um, <laughs> but, so, you remember the children of Israel, they've been set free They've been set free from uh, bondage in Egypt. How many know y'all been set free from something? You know, we're not where we're not where we are going to be yet. When when uh, when the second coming happens, and or when Jesus comes and gets us, and we're in glory, and oh, so um, so we're not we're not there yet. We can say with Paul when he says, "I have not attained it, but but I'm still." I haven't become perfect. I haven't entered into that perfectness. But I'm, but I'm still reaching forward to what lies ahead, not looking backwards. Gosh, you know, you know one of the reasons why we keep going around in circles because we keep looking backwards. Paul says, uh, forgetting what lies behind, I'm reaching forward to what lies ahead. I'm stretching out to what lies ahead. I'm for. For the high calling that, that I know God has set before me, I'm still going after it. So, we're, we're, so maybe we're doing that. If, we're, if you find yourself going in circles, and it's almost certainly that you're spending too much time looking backwards, um, and, and you're missing the new things, the new lessons, the new tricks, the new tools, the new uh, gifts, the new abilities that God has brought here in front of you, but you don't see them because you're oh, but no. So that. But we've all, we've all been set free from something or we wouldn't be here. You'd still be in that thing, wherever it is out there. So we've all been set free of something. Just like the children of Israel, Israel, Israel. <laughs> That's right. Just like the children of Israel were set free from bondage in Egypt, they had been, um, they, were, they were on the way to the promised land. Come on, y'all. We're going to the promised land. We're going to have that breakthrough. We're going to make it through. We are, God has done, set us free. Glory to God. And they're waving all their white handkerchiefs and they're on their way. And of course, it was a little bit uncomfortable when they, when they had to go across the Red Sea and they got their socks 
They didn't even get their socks wet, did they? Because they walked through on dry land. And, um, but they almost, um, they had to run away from the chariots and they had some other difficulties. But boom, they were, they were at the, they got to the promised land, to the border of the promised land, like in nothing flat. Even though there were over a hundred, even though there were a million people in the parade, uh, plus gooses and camels and all sorts of stuff like feet. If you've ever seen the Ten Commandments, you see them walking through. It's not just people marching through. They're like dragging wagons, and they've got chicken, and there's this stuff going, ducks, and all that kind of stuff. They've got to, and goats, lots of goats, and donkeys, and um, uh, anyhow. But even with all that, they got to the, to the borders of the Promised Land in like nothing flat. Just took, took like a, just a few weeks. Um, and then once they get there, hooray, we're at the promised land. Let's go, uh, let's go send some guys to, to snoop around and see what's there just so we can see all of the wonderful things that God has prepared for us. God's made us these promises. They're powerful. They're awesome. And they're just like over there just over that ridge it's just right there we're going to get some people to scope it out and they'll, and they'll take a bunch of selfies and they'll text us a button put, and, you know we'll, uh, Instagram the whole thing and, and, um, and then, we'll, then we'll make our plan for what we're going to do next right right so then the spies come back and, and they say this place is awesome it's running, it's oozing with milk and honey. And they actually had, they had bunches of grapes that were so big that a single person couldn't carry them. This land is so overwhelming with everything that we need. God has provided everything that we need. We just have to step into it. Um, the, uh, to this day, the logo for the, the Israeli uh, Bureau of Tourism is two guys holding a, a stick on their shoulders with a gigantic bunch of grapes dangling off so that they're having to carry them like this. Uh, and but we're not going in, forget it, because there are giants there and they will kill us and eat us. So would we like to have all the blessings? Would we like to have the giant grapes? Would we like to have flowing with milk and honey? Would we like to have the beautiful land? Would we like to have a home for our own? Finally, 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 would we like to have a home of our own? Well, yeah, but not if we have to face the giants. Because in their presence, y'all remember this, when, I, when we compared ourselves, we like saw them in the distance. And when we compared ourselves to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And not, ah, grasshopper. Then I teach you some things. It was like, it's like, ah, they're going to squash us like grasshoppers. It's like, boom, squish. We, we can't do this. This is too hard. So, no, not going in the promised land. They could have entered into God's rest. 
It says at the end of Hebrews chapter thir- 3, Uh, let's, just, uh, uh, let's start with chapter 3, verse 12 in the book of Hebrews because it's, um, it's, 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 it's a complete thought. It's really good. Take care, brethren, lest there should be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart in falling away from the living God. Not me, Lord. Not me. I trust you, God. I'm not falling away. I'm not falling away ever. Other people will fall away, Lord, but not me. Who else said that? Peter, Jesus, well, Jesus' closest friends, not me, I'm here. I'm sta- nothing could ever separate. I will not allow anything to separate me from you, Jesus. That lasted about 20 minutes. But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, lest any one of you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Now, understand that sin isn't necessarily, I'm going to go out and take a bunch of drugs today. Yeah, I don't care what God thinks. I'm going to go out and get some drugs. I'm going I'm to rob a bank. I'm going to become a Democrat. I'm going to become a Republican. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, it's, 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 sin just simply means, it's, of course, the Greek word, uh, just simply means you missed the mark. You did whatever you were aiming at. Uh, what, in your choice, in your attitude, in your performance, in your behavior, God had a goal for you. He has a plan for you. And instead of sticking to that, you went over here instead. You went over here instead. It, it essentially means I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this my way. God, thanks for your advice, but I'm going to do this my way Um, because either I don't like your plan or I think I have a better plan or or maybe I don't have a better plan, but your plan scares me, and so let me just do it my way. And all you need to understand about sin, all you need to endure to to understand sin is to raise a two-year-old. Or as yesterday... Five-year-old, you know, uh, we had a good time at the baseball game yesterday. Yeah, games because there were a total of four. Uh, honestly, at one, at one point in the tournament yesterday, this is the biz- most bizarre thing ever. Because Joe's field is right here, and Jackson's field is right here, and they're both playing games at the same time, right? And you can either sit in these stands and watch Jackson's game, or you can sit in these bleachers and you can watch Joe's game, or you can do what we did, which is stand between the two fields and, it, and go like this. It was like t- tennis baseball. Uh, and, and there was one time when Jackson was batting here and Joe was batting here at exactly the same time. And we could see, hang in there, Jack. Wait for a good pitch. Good swing, Joe. Try again. And we're just like going this. So it was, it was bizarre. Never had that experience before in my whole life. Uh, but you know who doesn't have fun at baseball games, especially if it's, you're on the fourth game? Five-year-old little sisters. Do not have, not having fun at all. And 
Sarah spent half of the time crying and groveling and kicking and screaming in the gravel um, because she wanted to go home. She wanted to go to Gaga's house. She wanted a hot dog. She, wanted, she ate everything in the concession stand because it's like her other grandfather was just saying, here, get this, get this, get this, doing whatever they could to just... But she was just so miserable and they just said just come here and sit down no I don't want to no I want to do what I want to do and I want everybody to get in the car now and go home now now she wasn't encouraging anybody to rob a bank but she had she had her mind made up about what she wanted and it and it just did not happen to line up with what her father's plan for her was at the moment. She was not happy about it, and she was determined to get her own way. That's sin. That's what sin is. God's, God's got a plan. He's got a program. He's got a direction. And you can just sit there and say, no, I'm... I'm I understand, God, that this is what you want me to do, but no, I'm, I've got a different plan. So, so he says, encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today. How would, when would it be called anything else? When Jesus comes, I guess we won't have todays anymore, right? So as long as it's something called today, encourage each other, lest you be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, because sin is sometimes... Sin... sin Sin is deceptive, it's deceitful because it, sin never says, hey, let me uh, lure you into something that's going to ruin the rest of your life and make you miserable and hate yourself and hate the world and hate everybody else. Sin always says, I've got a better plan. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. Um, sin always says, Uh, if you really want what you want, do this instead. You don't have to go through all those other things. Go go this way instead. Um, Sin, most of the time, tries to deceive you into thinking that you can get a a benefit from um, a rebellious choice. So that's why it's deceitful. Um, For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. For when he, prov- for who, and then he goes back. To, okay, so who provoked him? When they had heard, indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he angry for 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that he should not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? And so we see that they were not able to enter in because of unbelief. Now, I always I have to stop here because I want people to get one thing straight. Because, because we speak English and not Greek, we tend to hear this word unbelief and assume that it means that they didn't believe in God. They didn't enter into God's rest because they didn't believe in Him. They didn't believe that He existed. Um... You know, how many of you? How many of you believe in in George Washington? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that he existed. Yes. Okay, that's not what this word 
how many of you believe in Alexander Hamilton? How many of you believe in uh, Babe Ruth? Uh, yeah, we, we believe in those people because they all exist. And so there's this, this notion here that we believe when he's talking here that they didn't enter in because of unbelief, which they just didn't believe in God. But that's not the word. They all believed in God. They all knew God. They'd all see God done amazing things to lead them out of the church. They'd seen all of the plagues and all the miracles. And they were right up here, the promised land. This word means they didn't trust him. They did not enter into the next stage of blessing that God had for them because they were scared. They were scared that God was going to feed them to the giants. Now, there was Joshua and Caleb over there saying, no, no, we can take those guys. One hand tied behind our back. God's going to be faithful. We can take care of that. But all the rest of the people said, all in favor of not being squashed like grasshoppers, say, oi, oi. <clears throat> and that was it. They, they didn't go in. They didn't go in for 40 years. They didn't go in until every one of those people who voted no was dead. And God took care of them, but they didn't go in the promised land until they were dead. All because at this critical juncture, with everything riding on it, they said, God, we don't don't think you can do this. We don't think... We don't think you can save us. You've done a pretty good job up to now, God. I'll give you that high five, God. But I'm, you're asking too much. I can't, we can't let go of our plans. We can't let go of our security. We can't let go of everything just to walk in like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute on and saying, okay, God, I'll just give it to you. You take over from here. These are giants. These are things that scare me to death. I can't, God, I can't trust you to take care of this. I've, I'll, I'll just take it from here. And so we see that they were not able to enter because they didn't trust God. That's the end of chapter four. I mean, the end of chapter three, and then we get to chapter four. Therefore, Let us fear, lest while a promise remains of entering his rest, any of you who should seem to have come come short of it. For we indeed have had good news preached to us, just as they also. But the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he has said. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has said, he has thus said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh from all of his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest, since therefore it remains for some to enter it, and those who for, formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter it because of disobedience. He again fixes a certain day, today, saying through David, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Uh, 
For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of it yet another day after that. Verse 9, there remains therefore a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Let us therefore be diligent, verse 11, to enter that rest, lest anyone fall through following the same example of unbelief and disobedience. And so God says, in the middle of our prayer time today, you know why people don't enter into my rest? They don't want to. The children of Israel didn't want to go in. It was their choice. And today, we don't enter into God's rest either. Not because there's anything tricky about it. Ooh, I wonder how I rest in God. Ooh, I wonder how I get the peace of God. Got to be willing to put it in his hands and trust him. That's the... So simple. Trust me. So simple. Trust me. I know you think... it's going to all blow up in your faith. I know you think if you don't, <clears throat> if you don't let go of those, well, have you ever been in a situation where you know your attitude is wrong? How many of you ever had a wrong attitude? Raise your hand. You know what that feels like? When you're just mad about something or you're mad at somebody <clears throat> or you're mad at a situation and it's just overwhelming and, and your stomach's going like, <clears throat> And you're actually physically walking around going, and, you, and, it's, and it's here. And the Holy Spirit's saying, Get, um, can't, don't you want to let go of that? Don't you want to feel better? Don't you want to just trust me with that and just move on? But we're not ready to. No! I want to sit here and enjoy feeling sorry for myself just a little bit longer. I want to sit here and feel justified about my anger just a little bit longer because obviously, God, you're not doing anything about it. If I, if, if I can't punch that person in the face and if you're not going to punch that person in the face, I'm at least going to sit here for a few more minutes and imagine what it'd be like, how good it would feel to punch that person in the face. Jesus says, well, it's your, it's your life. It's your blood pressure. It's your... Um, it's your emotional health. It's your, I mean, I don't know what you were planning to do. The rest, you can, are you going to just be this way the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of your life? All you have to do is just say, Lord, I want to enter into your rest. I want to give that to you. I want to trust you with that thing. I want you to take it. I don't want to carry it anymore. I want your plan and not mine. I, I, want, you, I want to step into the promised land and let you punch out the giants for me. Yeah, so God said, here's the reason why you don't enter my rest. You don't want to. You want to hold on to whatever it is that you want to hold on to just a little bit longer because because it's, even though you may be upset and seething inside, you think it's making you feel better. You think it's making you feel more secure. You think that somehow it's making you feel stronger and more in control to sit there and go... Here's God's word for you today. There remains right now a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered who has entered God's rest has himself also rested from his 
works as God also rested from his. The whole do better, try harder, pedal faster, run harder, scream louder. Instead of just saying, God, I give this giant to you. I give this situation to you. I give this challenge to you. Show me what you want me to do with it. God, I'm going to trust you. Do you want to enter into God's rest? It's up to you. (laughs) And I know the next question that comes to your mind is, yeah, but if I rest, if I just trust God, if I quit worrying about that thing, if I keep fighting about that thing, if I keep, if I quit losing sleep over that thing, if I quit... um, pushing against this boulder if I if and that feels like giving up I'm not a quitter I don't give up God's here's a secret God wants you to quit God's saying please quit in this situation please be a quitter please give up please let it go please let me do it for you please let me do it with you are you really happy with what you've got are you really happy with? Because, because if you're not, then maybe you just need to enter my rest. Okay. I want you to stop and I want you to make a list of the biggest giants in your life right now. The things that scare you the most. The things that make you feel weakest or most afraid, or most angry. And God would would ask you this question. How has it worked out so far for you to just keep doing what you've always done? Are you making any progress? Do you have any peace? Have you seen any victories? Whatever it is that you're fighting, whatever this this giant is that keeps you awake at night, whatever this giant is that exhausts you during the day, whatever this giant is that makes you afraid, and most of us have several, how is it working out so far for you to fight that little battle that you're fighting? Because if it's working out great, well, all right. Um, God will let you do it a little bit longer if if you're satisfied with it. But if you're not, God's next question is, are you really, are you ready to trust me and simply enter into my rest where I say to you, I'm bringing a new thing. I'm I'm bringing a breakthrough. It's not what you expect. It's not even what you've been praying for because it's not going to be your plan. It's not going to be in your time frame. It's not going to be your schedule, but it's going to be me. I'm going to do it my way. Are you willing for me to do stuff my way? Are you ready to abandon doing things your way, which, oh, by the way, is sin? You didn't, you didn't know it was sin, you were just doing better and trying harder. You thought that was the right thing to do, but God is saying, are you ready to let go and let me do things my way instead of you doing things your way? 
Are you willing to let me bring the breakthrough that you need at the time that you need it in the way that would bring you total deliverance and bring me glory at the same time? The Lord would, would say to you, yes, I know there are giants. And I know that you're afraid. But you've been looking at this all wrong. They're not, they may be giants, but they're not bigger than me. They may be scary, but they're not more powerful than me. And as much as you think that you have to keep battling them to stay safe. I just want you to know I've already won all those battles and you are safe. You are safe. You are safe. I know how this turns out. You don't. Let me finish my work in you. That's what this is all about. No matter what those giants look like out there that you're fighting, the Lord said, this is all about the work I'm doing in you. Will you let me finish my work in you? Will you enter into my rest? Will you lay it down? It's just that simple. seems like we always come back to this where it's just you just say yes Lord you just say yes Lord God's not going to tell you what's going to happen next until you you just have to be willing to say yes Lord I'm trusting you are you open to God doing things his way on his schedule just say yes Lord are you ready as the writer to the Hebrew says, to cease from all of your works, which are probably wearing you out anyhow, and just say, yes, Lord. Come and be glorified in this situation and in me and bring the breakthrough that only you can bring. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.